Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Aramis Ayala says she will not seek re-election. This is PM Orlando, where we update Orlando's news, weather, and traffic on News Radio 93.1 WFLA. I'm Michael Yaffe. And I'm Larry Spillman. Our top story, she clashed with then-Governor Rick Scott over the death penalty Aramis Aiello won't pursue a second term. 501 on News Radio 93.1. A prosecutor who sparked controversy by refusing to pursue the death penalty is announcing she'll not run for re election. Orange Osceola State Attorney Aramis Aiello said in a video posted on Facebook today that her views on capital punishment led her to this decision. Now, as state attorney, those views will not impact the administration of law, and I will continue to follow the law. But I also realize that it's time for me to move forward and to continue the pursuit of justice in a different capacity. Governor Rick Scott had assigned Ayala's cases to another state attorney because of her stand on the death penalty, and that decision was upheld by the Florida Supreme Court. Ayala was elected in 2016 as Florida's first African-American state attorney. Attorneys for two victims abused by an Orlando Seventh-day Adventist pastor three years ago are now suing the church's governing body. Billy LaVey was arrested last year and charged with unlawful sexual activity with a minor and child abuse. He pleaded guilty and was sentenced to seven years of probation. Now the victims are accusing the Florida Conference of Advent Christian Churches of being negligent. The confessed Parkland killer covers his ears in court as prosecutors fight to access his medical records. Nicholas Cruz put his head in his handcuffed hands and his fingers in his ears when prosecutors played video from his Instagram account where he introduced himself as Nick, saying he would be the next school shooter with the goal of killing 20 people with an AR-15. Big event. When you see me on the Prosecutors are asking the judge to order a psychologist in an orthopedic clinic turn over his records to discuss his mental state and premeditation. The defense argues the medical records are confidential. The judge says she'll make a ruling by week's end. Wendy Grossman, News Radio 93.1 WFLA. Investigators in two counties are searching for the thieves who have been hitting Central Florida hobby shops. One was in Altamont Springs, one store was in Orlando, and the other was in Volusia County. In one case, the men stole more than $10,000 in merchandise. Surveillance video shows the suspects pulled up in a white SUV and used a tow hitch to rip the front door off its hinges. It's the deadliest climbing season in years on Mount Everest, the world's tallest mountain, and Americans are some of the victims. Colorado resident Chris Coolish dying yesterday. 55-year-old Donald Cash from Utah, he died last week. Two of the 11 who have died just in the past two weeks of this climbing season. The cause of the deaths, altitude sickness, lack of oxygen, exhaustion, dehydration. Experts blame a number of reasons. The daunting nature of the task, Mount Everest is 29,000 feet tall. There was bad weather this year. Also, though, the sheer number of climbers. Nepal adjoining Mount Everest, issuing 381 permits. That's a record. 
and the inexperience of the climbers. Once a scene of skilled mountaineers, now, according to one observer, it is the age of the selfie on Mount Everest. In London, Greg Palcott, Fox News. And residents and visitors will be able to fish without a license during the next two weekends in Florida. License-free saltwater fishing is this weekend, and license-free freshwater fishing is following Saturday and Sunday. Although licenses are not required, other regulations still apply. And read about Navy pilots reporting multiple UFO sightings off the East Coast. That story is at WFLAOrlando.com. You can also like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter at WFLA Orlando. WFLA News Time is 5.05 p.m. Orlando with Michael Yaffe continues now. News, weather, and traffic for the best audience in talk radio. This is PM Orlando on News Radio 93.1 WFLA. Aramis Ayella became a controversial figure in the state of Florida a couple years ago when she came out. She's a state attorney out of the 9th Judicial Circuit of Florida. She came out two years ago. This was all happening during the Mark Keith Lloyd thing and said, she will not pursue the death penalty, not only in the Mark Keith Lloyd case, but she said she would not pursue the death penalty in any cases. Well, that issue went to the Supreme Court, and that issue has followed her ever since. And because of her take on the death penalty and what the Supreme Court ruled, she came out today and says she will not seek reelection. Now, I have a feeling that there's a lot of people in this audience we're probably happy about that because a lot of people disagreed with her decision. So that is the first big story we are going to get to on this edition of PM Orlando. PM Orlando is back today. We are here Monday through Friday, 5 to 6 p.m. right here on News Radio 93.1 WFLA. We were off yesterday because of Memorial Day. I hope everyone listening had a wonderful Memorial Day weekend. Aramai Sayella, that's the first big story we're going to get to. But then... We once again talk with our news partners at Fox 35. The big story that I know is on a lot of people's minds today and was throughout the weekend is, well, it is really hot outside. How hot is it? (laughs) It is brutal outside. Summer has come to Florida and it's just people were sweating. I mean, it got in the upper 90s yesterday in a lot of areas so we're going to talk with our news partners at fox 35 on that then in the next half hour the bond market today and what happened in the bond market is stoking a lot of fears about the future of the u.s economy are we headed toward a recession well we have to talk with our economic expert financial advisor joel garris in the next half hour get his expertise on what he thinks is going on in the markets the bond markets and the economy as a whole. And I'll ask him, are we headed toward another recession? If you ask president Trump, that answer is no, but I want to ask an economic expert on what he thinks about this. Then my beyond reason commentary at the end of the show, the Washington post has an interesting editorial on Bernie Sanders that I actually agree with doesn't happen very much but it happened today we'll get to that at the end of the show don't forget as well we always update orlando's news weather and traffic every 10 minutes and we're going to do that in just two minutes here on news radio 93.1 wfla 
512 right now on PM Orlando on News Radio 93.1 WFLA. Here is one of the top stories we are looking at for you. An 81 year old man near Dayton, Ohio, was killed in a series of tornadoes that stretched to central Indiana Monday. At least a half dozen communities from eastern Indiana to central Ohio suffering catastrophic storm damage. Within five, ten seconds, it goes from dead quiet to a jet engine. A freight train coming through and very frightening. They're in Dayton, near where a man was killed when a car was tossed onto his home. Dozens reported injured, widespread power outages. Highway crews had to use snow plows to clear an interstate. These among 52 suspected tornadoes that may have touched down across eight states just Monday. Forecasters say more storm threats continue across much of the country. Jeff Manasso, Fox News. We update the top stories every 10 minutes here on PM Orlando. News, weather, traffic. This is PM Orlando with Michael Yaffe on News Radio 93.1 WFLA. Thanks to the people of Orange and Osceola counties, I was elected. And I accepted the honor of becoming the first African American to ever serve as state attorney in Florida. Thank you. Well, Aramis Ayala, yes, was elected in 2016. She is the first African-American state attorney in the state of Florida. But it looks like even though she was elected in 2016, she is not going to be elected in 2020. But that's because she's not seeking re-election. This is the top story here on PM Orlando. We're going to get into why she's not seeking re-election. All of this has to do with her take on the death penalty, which became a major issue in central Florida, but across the state just a couple of years ago, and she ended up butting heads with Rick Scott, then Governor Rick Scott, over that whole issue. But she made this announcement today on a Facebook post, a video that she put on Facebook, where she talks about the fact that she's not going to seek another term. After the Florida Supreme Court's decision on the death penalty, it became abundantly clear to me that death penalty law in the state of Florida is in direct conflict with my view and my vision for the administration of justice. Now, as state attorney, those views will not impact the administration of law, and I will continue to follow the law. But I also realize that it's time... With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, We've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. For me to move forward and to continue the pursuit of justice in a different capacity. Therefore, after thoughtful consideration and many discussions with my family, my closest friends, and my team, I have decided not to seek re-election. So just so you know, she is the state attorney for the Ninth Judicial Circuit of Florida, which covers Orange and Osceola counties. There you heard it. The main reason, which has been an issue surrounding her since 2017, the main issue she is not going to seek re-election has to do with the death penalty in Florida and a Supreme Court case that deals with the death penalty. Now, that Supreme Court case basically said that, um, well, it supported Rick Scott's reassignment of dozens of cases to another state attorney as a result of her position on capital punishment. So when the whole Markeith Lloyd thing happened in Orlando, 
she came out and not only said she wasn't going to seek the death penalty in Mark Keith Lloyd case. Now, Mark Keith Lloyd is the accused cop killer in Orlando, but she was not going to sue. She was not going to go for the death penalty in any cases. And she made a big press conference. We're going to get to that in a second. But she also says here on her Facebook post today that it's not over. Her term's not over. And she still has a lot of work to do until her term is up. I'm also excited to say that I do look forward to continuing to serve as state attorney. There's still a lot of time and there's a lot of work that still needs to be done, which is while in the upcoming weeks and months, I'll continue to unveil new policies, new initiatives and new programs that will serve the community, Orange and Osceola County. And I do expect all of those initiatives to last in the years to come. I look forward to continuing to serve as your state attorney. Now, she made no announcement of what she's going to do after she is done being state attorney. But as I mentioned before, this all started a couple of years ago surrounding the Mark Keith Lloyd case when she came out against pursuing any death penalty for any of her cases coming from her office. In fact, here is the audio when she made that announcement. What has become abundantly clear through this process is that while I currently do have discretion to pursue death sentences, I have determined that doing so is not in the best interest of this community or the best interest of justice. After careful review and consideration of the new statute, under my administration, I will not be seeking death penalty in in the cases handled in my office. Now, that decision there that you heard is what sparked a legal fight between her and then Governor Rick Scott. That legal fight went all the way to the Florida's high court. Now, the state Supreme Court sided with Rick Scott five to two. And because the Supreme Court made that ruling, which allows Rick Scott to reassign a lot of these cases to someone who will pursue the death penalty, Ayala made this decision today that because of that, she can no longer seek another term for state attorney. Now, this is what the Supreme Court said on that when that case happened. It said, by effectively banning the death penalty in the Ninth Circuit, Ayala has exercised no discretion at all. This is what Justice C. Allen Lawson wrote at the time. It says, Ayala's blanket refusal to seek the death penalty in any eligible case, including a case that absolutely deserves a death penalty, does not reflect an exercise of prosecutorial discretion. It embodies, at best, a misunderstanding of Florida law. So the really thing that hurt her in that case was not the fact that she didn't seek the death penalty against Markeith Lloyd, because she does have discretion as a state attorney to do that in individual cases. What really hurt her, and the Supreme Court agreed with that and agreed with Rick Scott on this, is she came out and said, I will not pursue the death penalty in any case. That is beyond her discretion. That is her basically changing the law in the eyes of a lot of people. That's what hurt her, and that's why the Supreme Court sided against her. That's why Rick Scott reassigned a lot of cases that were towards her office, and that is why, basically, she cannot agree with the Supreme Court, and she came out today and said, I can't seek another term. No doubt she did get a lot of attention for herself over that issue. This will continue to be a big story in the next couple of weeks, especially as we follow what she does after she leaves the state attorney's office. The big story as of today for a lot of people in Florida, and it was the big story over the weekend, is the fact that it is just hot. It is really hot outside. We have a report on that on news, weather, and traffic in two minutes. This is PM Orlando. Updating one of the top stories for you right now. 
Um, uh, federal government is taking a closer look at unvaccinated kids who are attending school during the middle of a current measles outbreak. It turns out that schools in several states are letting children without vaccinations attend class with no excuse whatsoever. The Centers for Disease Control and Prevention looked at two different categories, those granted vaccination waivers based on religious or philosophical grounds and those who are not. Almost 30 states reported these numbers. Nearly half have a greater number of unvaccinated students with no formal exemption than those who give an actual explanation. Experts believe that eventually most of those kids without waivers get their inoculations, but there's no way to accurately track that number. Ken Duffy, Fox News. Updating the top stories every 10 minutes every evening on PM Orlando. From News Radio 93.1, this is PM Orlando. Well, if you were outside at all over the Memorial Day weekend here in Central Florida, you know that it's really hot outside. <laughs> really, really hot. Well, we're going to talk with our news partners at Fox 35 right now. Brian Scott reporting live from Lake Eola. Brian, how are people coping with this heat wave? Well, I can tell you, I don't think I have to look anyone in the eye and say it's hot out here. Everyone (laughs) out here is showing it, that it is very hot. We're seeing uh, people uh, out here taking their usual selfies at Lake Eola and having to wipe sweat off the brow before doing so. Everyone's got the big hats out, water bottles. Everyone's just trying to uh, beat the heat in any way they can out here. Some brave souls still jogging around on the jogging paths out here, though. Uh, I don't know how they're doing that. I talked to one woman who said her uh, her normal mile time is well short of what it usually is today, as you could imagine. Uh, and obviously, we get a lot of tourists here in town. Talk to some of them, too, who said, you know, hey, uh, this is hotter than they expected for Orlando. But this isn't just tourists saying it's, uh, it's a hot one today. These are locals out here are saying, yeah, even for, uh, for longtime Floridians, this is a hot, hot day. Our meteorologist saying this is uh, above uh, usual. We're setting some records. Gainesville set a record yesterday in, uh, I believe, 102 degrees, which is just Oof, crazy wow. for this time of year. Yeah. Uh, expecting big temperatures still through the end of the week. And, uh, yeah, it's uh, definitely bring those fluids with you. Hydrate, hydrate, hydrate. You're going to need it the next few days. Well, how are you coping? I know you're running out there report the <laughs> news. Hot. How are you doing out there? <laughs> I'm hot. We're under the sunshine. We're waiting for the uh, 6 o'clock news here for one more hit. But it's all right. We're making it. They've uh, got some good sidewalk cafes here downtown. Okay, one of them actually, good. believe it or not, ran out of bottled water for a oh, short really? period of time today. There was such oh, a wow. rush on it. But uh, they're, they're stocked back up. They're taking good care of us. So we're, we're surviving. Do you feel like it's uh, less crowded than usual because it's so hot out there? You know, maybe a little, but then again, it's a Tuesday, so it's always pretty slow, yeah. you know, on a day like today. But, uh, I mean, there's still a crowd, so, you know, I mean, hey, it's Florida. People are coming out either way. <laughs> okay, well, make sure to wear lots of sunscreen if you're going out there and get that bottled water. It sounds like it's a good idea to bring the bottled water ahead of time. Don't depend on the restaurants because they might run out of it. Uh, Brian Scott uh, reporting live from Lake Eola today on this heat wave. Brian, try to stay cool, and we'll talk to you again soon. Thanks so much. You know, years ago, uh, we came down in May to Disney, and I remember saying to myself, how do these people live with this heat all the time? Oh, yeah. I was, was I lived here? I was from up north and not used yeah. to it, you know? Now that I've been down here almost 20 years, it's, uh, you know, you get you adjust. Yeah, I, I mean, I've lived here my whole life, and it's still, it's still when it's hot outside, it's still brutal, mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. to me, it's... For some reason, I guess because I'm a Floridian, it's easier for me to cope with the heat than it is with the cold. Mm -hmm. I feel like, you know, it doesn't happen too often, but there's a few weeks usually where it gets brutally cold sometimes. 
you know, we've had years where it gets in the 20s or something. Yeah. I know that's not brutally cold <laughs> to you. <laughs> but okay, but when it gets pretty cold, <laughs> you know, I just made a, myself look like a fool saying brutally cold. You're a comedian. <laughs> <laughs> but when it gets really cold, I feel like you, you can't do anything in the cold. I guess you could if you layer up, but even when it's hot, I can still go outside and do things. You sure. just kind of sweat. Sure. You, and when it's you really cold, you just you just want to stay inside and you know, <laughs> cuddle up and do nothing. Cuddle with your honey. <laughs> <laughs> so so but maybe that's just cuz I'm a Floridian. Now, over the weekend I did go in the pool and I, I got sunburn a little bit on my shoulders. Uh-huh. I didn't put on the sunscreen there. I put a little bit on my face. I'm like, oh, I'll be fine. Not a big deal. And I, I, bet you I more, got a little sunburn. With weather like this, I bet <laughs> you more and more people go to the mall and maybe uh, a movie or two. Yeah. Like yesterday, I didn't do, I didn't like, I only went out to go to the store and that's it. I didn't feel like doing anything mm. outside. Now, just looking at the five-day forecast right now, uh, tomorrow the high is 96, Thursday the high is 96. Friday, the high is 94. Oh, we get a little bit of a break. <laughs> Friday through Sunday, it goes all the way down to 94 degrees. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. So Governor Ron DeSantis, maybe he was trying to escape the heat. I don't know. Made a trip to Israel. He's in Israel right now. Caused a little bit of controversy because he wanted to hold a cabinet meeting while he's in Israel. Larry Spillman's going to have that. And of course, we have Orlando's news, weather, and traffic. And the Bloomberg Business, business Report All coming up here in two minutes on PM Orlando. News, weather, and traffic for the best audience in talk radio. This is PM Orlando on News Radio 93.1 WFLA. Yes, this is PM Orlando. I am Michael Yaffe. Tom Benson is producing today, as always. And Larry Spillman is going to talk about the fact that Governor Ron DeSantis is in Israel. That's right. As part of his wide ranging trade mission to Israel, The governor says he wants to tap into the country's advancements in environmental technology and bring them here to the Sunshine State. I mean, this is basically supposed to be barren land, and they've really been able uh, to cultivate it. Um, And so I think the things they're doing, you know, are probably the most cutting edge out there. So we should absolutely use whatever know-how we can for, for our state. The governor says he's also making tourism a priority even announcing a new direct flight for Israel's LL Airlines between Tel Aviv and Orlando International Airport starting next month. Meanwhile, not everyone is thrilled about the official state cabinet meeting that's about to be held in Israel during the junket. The overseas location inside the new American embassy in Jerusalem may be more exotic than Tallahassee, but some say it violates sunshine laws. Barbara Peterson of the First Amendment Foundation says holding a meeting overseas is a barrier for most. Well, wait a minute. I don't have, you know, probably the $2,500 to be able to buy a ticket to Israel and stay in a hotel and do all of that, assuming my passport's up to date. The meeting agenda, more than ceremonial, the cabinet talking homeland security and water quality. The cabinet will meet again soon after their return. Rory O'Neill, News Radio 93.1 WFLA. This news brought to you by Trusco Bank, Florida's hometown bank. 
An 11-year-old girl is out of the ICU after being bitten on the foot by a pygmy rattlesnake Sunday while camping at Blue Springs State Park in Volusia County. The girl underwent several rounds of anti-venom. Pygmy rattlesnakes are more active this time of year. They like the dry conditions. 92% of Floridians tell AAA they're worried about hurricane season, which begins Saturday. Some of the other survey results should concern emergency managers. About uh, 62% say they would only evacuate for a Category 3 hurricane or higher, and 21% say that they would ignore evacuation warnings. Mark Jenkins with the Auto Club. Florida has been pummeled by four major storms in the past three years. The ex-wife of Jeff Bezos reveals what she'll do with her billions. About two months after her divorce from Amazon founder Jeff Bezos, Mackenzie Bezos pledging to donate at least half her wealth to charity. The third wealthiest woman in the world, worth about $36 billion, is signing the Giving Pledge, created by Microsoft's Bill Gates and wife Melinda and billionaire investor Warren Buffett. The ex-Mrs. Bezos writing, I have a disproportionate amount of money to share. It will take time and effort and care, but I won't wait and I'll keep at it until the safe is empty. Jeff Bezos has declined to sign the pledge. Lillian Wu, Fox News. And people looking to get hitched this fall in Orlando may have to change their plans. The Orchid Garden and Ballroom recently announced its final event will be held November 3rd. The downtown spot on Church Street has been a popular place for wedding parties, but it'll be demolished as part of the plans for SunTrust Plaza. Company officials say they'll work to find new homes for all events scheduled for after November 3rd. The World Health Organization classifies video game addiction as a mental disorder. Read about it on our website at WFLAOrlando.com. You can also like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter. 536 on News Radio 93.1 PM Orlando continues now. This news was brought to you by Trusco Bank, Florida's hometown bank. News, weather, traffic. This is PM Orlando on News Radio 93.1 WFLA. Well, Michael, Disney's live action film Aladdin with Will Smith seems to be a hit. Will, of course, is the Blue Genie, and it brought in about $86.1 million over the weekend. Oh, great one who summons me, I stand by my oath, loyalty to wishes three. I'm kidding. Watch this. <laughs> Actually, it sounds like a, it's fun. Uh, Disney says it expects the North American total for the long Memorial Day weekend to top out at about $105 million. So when that movie first came, you know, when they showed the trailer of Will Smith doing the genie, mm-hmm. um, it, it a lot of people didn't like the way it looked, and they thought that was going to be the worst part of the movie. But yeah, apparently it's actually the best part of the movie, him as the genie, from what I heard so far. So and you're... And someone you know saw it? Yeah, my girlfriend went to see it. I did not see it, but she said it was okay. It wasn't as good as the cartoon, but it Mm -hmm. was good. Well, on Memorial Day yesterday... Good subject for final today, games. Players, here's your clue. When this game was introduced in 1860, it had squares like intemperance and poverty. And if you hit the suicide square, your game was over. 30 seconds. Good luck. 
James Holzhauer was busy defending his reign on Jeopardy yesterday. He notched his 28th consecutive win with more than $130,000, which built on his $74,000 that put him over the $2 million mark on uh, Friday. Monday's tally was just shy of his one-day record of 131000 He made that on uh, April the 9th. Holzhauer is just the second contestant to pass the $2 million mark on the show. Hard to believe this game has been around for a century and a half. Now to James. The game was a runaway. He could set a new one-day record with that total of 72000 But first, he needs to come up with the correct response, which he did. And he needs to risk enough. 58000 That looks pretty good to me. Not that the record. Takes, not the record, no. $130,022. And now a 28-day total of $2 million. $195,557. And the beat goes on. Will it go on tomorrow? Well, you'll find out tonight, 7.30. By the way, the answer to the uh, question was, what is life? And Holzhauer has outlasted 78 other contestants. Wow. How about that? <laughs> I keep seeing these stories and videos that say, how he broke Jeopardy. <laughs> so accusing him are of you, breaking Jeopardy. Uh, are you kidding me? They're, they enjoy the ratings. They're, oh, yeah. They're getting a ratings well, boom. They, I mean, the one week he was not on because it was Teacher's Week or something, mm-hmm. the ratings went down. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, they are enjoying Everybody it. Everybody loves a winner. Harrison Ford is set to reprise his role as adventurer Indiana Jones in a fifth film coming out soon. He was asked on Friday by uh, Craig Melvin on NBC's Today Show who he would like to see to be the next Indiana Jones. Who would you like to see as Indiana Jones? Nobody (laughs) is going to be Indiana Jones. Ever. Don't you get it? No one. I'm Indiana Jones. So when you're gone, it's gone. When I'm gone, he's gone. It's easy. (laughs) That's a great answer. There you go. Uh, everyone keeps saying it's going to be Chris Pratt. Yes. That, that's that what Chris we Pratt will be the next Indiana Jones. Yes, yeah, that's what we hear. Yep. All right. So we're also hearing that the Dow took a tumble today, stoking fears on the economy. We're going to talk with our economic expert on that next. And Orlando's news, weather, and traffic, of course, in two minutes. This is PM Orlando. right now, and here is one of the top stories for you. The U.S. Supreme Court has made a partial ruling on an Indiana abortion law. The Supreme Court will not take up part of an Indiana abortion law dealing with whether a woman can seek an abortion due to a medical problem like Down syndrome or on the basis of gender or race. That means a lower court ruling blocking the provision will stand. The justices did vote 7-2 to to uphold part of the law dealing with fetal remains, allowing the state to require them to be handled the same way as other human remains. The Indiana law was signed when Vice President Mike Pence was governor. In Washington, Rachel Sutherland, Fox News. Updating the top stories every 10 minutes here on WFLA. Use your smart speaker. Tell Alexa to play News Radio 93.1 from iHeartRadio. They were thinking about 1%, 1.2%, maybe 1.5, and our growth number came in for the first quarter, which is almost always the lowest quarter of the year. Historically, 3.2% crushing expectations. Well, there's no doubt that President Trump is going to continue to push that the economy is doing great. But today there were some headlines that 
Some people are a little afraid of the future of the economy, the near future of the economy. This is because the Dow plummeted over 200 points today. And a lot of this has to do with government bond yields around the world uh, reaching new multi-year lows today. Said that's a sign of growing investor worries that global economic growth is poised to weaken. I wanted to get some economic expertise on this, so we're going to talk with Joel Garris of Nelson Financial Planning. He's also the host of Dollars and Cents, which plays on this station every Sunday at 9 a.m. Joel, thank you so much for coming on with us. Yeah, thanks for having me, Athy. I appreciate it. So the the as I mentioned before, it says the government bond yields are at multi-year lows. This is partly the reason why the Dow plummeted 200 points today. And I keep seeing headlines that say people are worried about the economic forecast in the U.S. and worried about a possible recession. Do you think we should be worried? Well, ultimately, Effie, there will be a recession. I mean, we know that as part of the general economic cycle. It's been a while since the last one, but... As we were hearing in, uh, in in that segment just uh, before I got on, you know, you've got economic growth at 3.2%. To have a recession, you need a couple of quarters, three-month periods, uh, two of them in a row, where you're seeing negative economic growth. So it's it, it's hard to imagine that you all of a sudden go from 3.2 all the way to a negative number in in that quick of a of a of a time span. I think. Certainly, the economic cycle this time around has been has been pretty long in terms of length. But what is helping to drive it is these incredibly low interest rates around the world. Now, talk a little bit about the government bond yields uh, getting really low. Why does that make people worried about the economic forecast? So if you think about the typical yield curve, and when we talk about yield curve, it basically, if you think of it as on one axis, you've got yield, and on the other axis, you've got maturity. And so the further you go out in terms of maturity, the longer period of time you have to repay that debt. And generally, that means that the rates on that longer period of time out would be higher than if it was shorter. Say, if I were to give you a loan for uh, a couple of months, uh, that's probably less risk than if I were to give you a loan for 20 years. So traditionally, that 20-year loan would have a higher interest rate than that loan that was given on a shorter term basis. When the when the yield curve starts to invert, what that means is that 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 shorter term basis loan and and generally for treasuries we're talking like one to three year time horizon versus the ten year time horizon, generally that yield starts to starts to creep up to be a little bit more than what the yield is on that longer maturity at ten years. So Basically, people are saying, well, we're so concerned about the, the current environment that we want to be rewarded with a higher interest rate than what we would accept over a, a longer period of time. So it's kind of a, a, lot of, a, a lot of backward psychology really on it, which yeah. is why people pay attention to when it, when it inverts and you have this shifting of the yields versus the length of repayment schedule. Why are people concerned about the current environment then? Well, because it, it usually, if you look at history, an inverted yield curve is is one of the signs that uh, typically precede a recession, which is why you're hearing a lot of it. It means that investors are concerned, concerned to the point about the future 
that they're willing to take up require a higher interest rate on a short term right. on a short term debt. But what so, do you think they're concerned about specifically? Well, I think specifically they're concerned about the trade war. I think uh, that has really kind of resurrected a lot of nervousness in the headlines. Uh, we went from sort of thinking that we had a deal to not having a deal. And so I think that's raised a lot of concerns in the market. The, the reality is that it's, it's not really the U.S. economy that I think is, is of concern. It's really the economies of the rest of the world, right. particularly in Europe, gotcha. where they're really – they're really still struggling. And, and as we see in the headlines with this, all this Brexit stuff that's going on, uh, they've, they've got some serious things to kind of work through for their finances. So I think that's where the, where the concern comes. So uh, there's no real in. reason to panic uh, that the Dow went down 200, over 200 points today. I, I wouldn't start crying for the Dow yet. It's up over 2,000 points since the beginning of the year. So if you, if you, okay. if you had an investment that tracked the Dow, you, you've still done pretty well so far this year. Joel Garris of Nelson Financial Planning. If you want to find out more information on them, go to nelsonfinancialplanning.com. You can also listen to his show, Dollars and Cents, Sundays at 9 a.m. right here on News Radio 93.1 WFLA. Joel, thank you so much for coming on with us. My pleasure. Drive home safe. All right. And I'll end with my beyond reason commentary and traffic and weather in just two minutes. This is PM Orlando. One more headline for you right now. The Supreme Court will not weigh in on a case involving transgender rights. The high court sidestepped a case in Pennsylvania involving transgender students using restrooms that correspond to their gender identity. The justice is allowing a lower court ruling to stand, leaving the policy at the Boyertown Area School District in place. The Alliance Defending Freedom sued over the policy, representing students who believe their privacy was being violated. The American Civil Liberties Union says the ruling is an enormous victory Victory for transgender students across the country. In Washington, Rachel Sutherland, Fox News. We always update the top stories every 10 minutes here on PM Orlando. You're never more than 10 minutes away from the latest news, weather, and traffic. News Radio 93.1 WFLA. We are talking about an issue that needs very serious discussion because it impacts millions and millions of families in America. And that is the need to revolutionize national priorities and start giving education in this country the attention and the resources that it needs. That's what we're discussing today. That is Bernie Sanders talking about his new public school plan for the country. In fact, he named it after Thurgood Marshall, former Supreme Court justice. His plan is basically... More funding for public schools, more attention for public schools, but it's also an attack on school choice, and it's also an attack on charter schools. Now, for once, and this doesn't happen a whole lot, although it happens, well, let me just put it this way. I agree with the editorial board and the Washington Post when it comes to this issue. That doesn't happen a whole lot, but it happens more than it happens with the New York Times. I like rarely ever agree with the New York Times editorial board on an issue, but I agree with the Washington Post today. They have an editorial that says this about Bernie Sanders and his plan. It says there's nothing progressive about strangling charter schools. Says here, the most enduring and unforgivable civil rights offense in our country today is the consigning of so many poor, often minority children to failing schools. 
but among the more promising effects to efforts to deal with this urgent issue have been public charter schools, which give poor families a choice in their children's education that more prosperous parents take for granted. Then they go on to attack Bernie Sanders. They say that makes all the more distressing the bid by some Democrats to blame charter schools for the ills of public education. Specifically, Bernie Sanders has been the one really going after the charter schools. He says he's calling for a moratorium. Bernie Sanders is calling for a moratorium on federal funding for all charter schools and a ban for all for-profit charter schools, which is really a very small minority of charter schools in the country. Um, He says... Bernie Sanders, the proliferation of charter schools has disproportionately affected communities of color. The Washington Post points out that, yes, it has had outsized effects on minority communities, but those effects have been positive. So Bernie Sanders makes it seem like minorities have been negatively affected by charter schools, but the Washington Post points out that it has been mostly positive for minority communities. It says of the nearly 3.2 million public charter school students, 68% of students of color are students of color, with 26% of them African Americans. Studies indicate that students of color, students from low-income families and English language learners enrolled in public charter schools make greater academic progress than their peers in traditional schools. So charter schools... School choice is working. Not only is it working for the country, but it's working specifically for minority communities, which Bernie Sanders says the opposite. And Bernie Sanders now wants to attack something that will hurt minority communities. His take on education is beyond reason. I'll be back tomorrow for another edition of PM Orlando at the same time. See you then. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, We've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.